Are you ready to take your life to the next level of transformation? Are you ready to unlock your hidden potential and explore what's possible for you? If your answer is yes, then crank up that dial and set your timer for 30 minutes because you're about to experience powerful, impacting, and unimaginable mind-blowing techniques to supercharge your life so you can crush it and kick ass every time. Listen to conversations with amazing leaders in the field of health and wellness, integrative medicine, business, neuroscience, spirituality, and much more. These are entrepreneurs who are living their true essence, achieving and succeeding on their own terms, and who want to share their journey with you. Get inspired and learn to create more magic in your life through self-mastery to jumpstart your path today towards living the best and most authentic version of yourself in mind, body, and spirit. She is a current national delegate for the National Association of Realtors, director of New Jersey Realtors, CORE's Realtor of the Year, president of CORE Association of Realtors, New Jersey's Circle of Excellent winner since 2015 to present. And currently, she is the director and regional RVP of New Jersey Realtors, serves on the executive board of Alexandria Township Education Foundation, and and a delegate at the National Association of Realtors. But more than that, she personally connects with clients through her passion, honesty, and industry experience. She goes the extra mile in ways that defy the typical real estate agent. Having obtained her license to be able to take care of her children as a single parent, she knows the tenacity displayed for her children is the same tenacity she must display for her clients. And her industry reputation with her peers is always an asset in a competitive environment. She is also responsible as the broker of record for 160 licenses underneath her. Even in the digital age, buyers and sellers still want the integrity and personal touch that she brings to the table. She offers professional advice that helps her clients make an educated and stress-free choice for a positive outcome. She has the experience and understanding that yields results without treating her clients like a number. Here stands an amazing woman with true sincerity and the knowledge of the latest information which plays a big part in assisting her clients in buying and selling properties. Please join me in welcoming today's guest, Teresa Trigas Feverall. Welcome to the Live Your True Essence podcast. I am so excited today to bring my next guest on. She is an awesome woman, but I'm going to let you uh, listen to her and hear all the beautiful things she's going to talk about today on this interview. So welcome, welcome. I want to ask you the first question today. Um, Who is Teresa Trigas Feverall? (laughs) <laughs> well, um, my name's Teresa Trigus Pepperly. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. Um, I'm a broker of record. So that means that I have my real estate broker license. And I work in an office um, responsible for about 170 agents. And um, I believe that I'm a, you know, a sister, really, sister to every other woman out there. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I know you've been doing this for a long time, but how how did you even get into all of this? Where, where was your start? My start in real estate, um, that came at a time in my life when I knew, well, I'll, so my ex-husband, um, when we were married, was in recovery. He's an alcoholic. And when my second son, my 
my middle child was about eight months old, he started drinking. And something inside of me said, you have to do something quickly to be able to take care of yourself in case things go badly. And um, so I, I don't know why I picked real estate. It just kind of came to me one day. You know, I was passing a real estate office on my way home and I stopped in and said, I want to get my real estate license. Um, and I did. I got my license and within a year, um, there, my ex had a drunk driving accident um, and ended up, long story short, it was a one-year trial. He left, had left the scene of the accident um, and ended up being sentenced to four years in prison. And, and Teresa, you know, that's, um, so you were in a place in your life where, um, there was, it sounds like there was a lot of pain there, uh, before you even started to do this. And, um, the feelings there were sound to me, if I'm listening to you, that, um, the, the, all this pain that you were going through sort of helped you to have a breakthrough as to you had to get out of that situation and what was it like? I mean, what was it like before all of this happened to you in your life? And, you know, what led you to do all of this? Because I know there is a story there about where you were and what was the transition. So, Rose, I was a, I, I believe now as an adult that I look back on my teenage years at a time you know, it was a time for me, like many people, right, where you're trying to like find your identity and figure out who you are and what you want to be in the world, that I was really seeking connection. And uh, that connection can counterfeit, right? Um, Absolutely. Like you can find things that counterfeit what real connection is. And for me, I, um, I ended up, you know, at a young age, having a boyfriend that was much older than I was. Yeah. And um, I dated him all through high school, but it ended up becoming a very toxic and abusive relationship. Right. Um, but for some reason, even though it was abusive, there was physical abuse, there was emotional abuse. Um, I still, like, felt that my identity needed to be attached to another person. And that very quickly, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I look back on that and I think how profound that is, right? Yeah, As absolutely. a kid, you're not thinking about it. You're just thinking, oh, my God, I have this older boyfriend and I must be so special. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, he's, you know, choking me, <laughs> calling me names, um, taking my money. Yeah. And you thought he was so cool, right? In the beginning, it's like, it's all like romantic and amazing. And, oh, this guy's the one. I think he's the one. And then, boom, it's like, what happened? Yeah, it was really like, I was ill-equipped to handle that situation. Right. And I ended up, I ended up the middle of my senior year of high school, I quit school. Because I was trying, I was finally trying to break things off with him. And it was something that somehow in my mind became like a rebellion against him. Right. And, and my, you know, my poor parents, they put, really put them through a lot in that period of time. And I had younger siblings. So I know that their mind was on raising my younger siblings, not so much what their crazy teenage daughter was doing. Yeah. And um, so I quit school. So wait, you said that you, you said something there. You said you raised your siblings. They like they were. I knew that my sisters are younger than I am. I have two younger sisters, and so I know that for my parents, it was. I can imagine for them, they were thinking we have younger daughters that we need to spend our time and effort on. Yeah. Not my seventeen or eighteen, sixteen, eighteen year old daughter who's running around with a wild crowd and getting in trouble you know right yeah and so okay. it's unfortunate you know but sometimes <laughs> like yeah the choices we That's, make that sounds tough yeah really tough to do are with. um the choices that we make you know have consequences and sometimes life happens for us not to us 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I can definitely say that even though I went my own direction at that period in time, and maybe it wasn't the right direction, that that has instilled in me to this day that um, I follow my own compass. So for that, I'm very grateful. Absolutely. And you know, there's a saying, um, I think Lisa Nichols says it, that we are 100% of the decisions we have made in our lives. So whether they're good ones or bad ones, they are what creates our character and the things that we go through is, is how we learn and grow, right? Sometimes they're tough and they're, they seem like this huge mountain that you're in front of you. And you're like, how am I ever going to get to the top of this mountain with all the things happening in my life? Have you ever felt that way? Oh my God. <laughs> it's funny when you said that, Rose, uh, I, there was a period in my life where I remember closing my eyes and visualizing climbing a mountain. And, and it <laughs> felt like, I mean, I'll get to that part of the story, but it, at the time it felt like um, I literally felt that every step, every, every rung that I was climbing up, I was like throwing another stake in the rock and having to pull myself up. To get to the next one like I vividly remember that feeling yeah yeah that's that's I know you're not the only one that feels that and many people go through these really really tough situations where they feel that they're never gonna get to the top but um, somehow some way there's a road that opens up to us and I know what you were mentioning before that one of the things that you really, really searched for and you really wanted was connection. Now, the connections that you had in the past, did they serve you? No, no. And you know, it's interesting, you know, I was so certain that a relationship was what I needed to feel stable and secure. Um, That when I broke things off with my high school boyfriend and quit high school, the very next Mm -hmm. day I met someone who ended up becoming my first husband. Yeah, and how was that? Um, suboptimal. <laughs> suboptimal. <laughs> so basically, you were looking so much for connections, but every time you connected, you felt like you were gonna, you were doing the right thing, but you ended up in the same type of pattern from the previous relationship. Yeah, it was a similar pattern, and we were young, and yeah, yeah, Ill- really ill-equipped, you know. Right. Um, right. And it became on an unhealthy environment and I had um that's when I had you know my first child and right um I think it, it became very explosive uh there was a lot of fighting you know it would have like a really fabulous day and then all of a sudden the next day you'd walk in and it would be um not good and he had a lot of anxiety and would have major outbursts um, of anger and anxiety and, and that would look like you know food would get thrown at me or gum, wow. gum being put in my hair oh. um, so yeah so you felt like you were walking on eggshells it was all yeah 100% and it wasn't until my son was about three and a half in uh, in an argument one day he said to me I don't love him I've only tolerated oh. him and I remember that was like that was it for me that was like my breaking, like you could beat me, you could call me names, it didn't matter what you did to me. But the minute you did said anything to my child, about my child, I was like, I'm done, I'm done here. So that's like as a mother that you, you have this love and you know, as a mother, I, can, I, I, I certainly can understand for when it comes to our children, they can hurt us, they can do whatever, but when it comes, it's like somebody just, stab me in the eye yeah right 100 percent, total mama there you know and and so i i left and 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 you know like i learned a lot about myself i'm not uh i made mistakes along the way right i didn't leave in a way that i kind of felt i wish i had done it differently but um you know i left and i quickly very quickly in fact almost immediately got involved in a relationship with my second husband. But I thought I was so certain, Rose, I was so certain that 
being in a relationship was what was going to make me stable. And right. because I had so much anxiety and fear about standing on my own two feet. And he was in AA, so I thought, wow, he's like conquered things that my ex-husband couldn't conquer. And so life is going to be good. Right. And um, we had a, we did actually it was we had a great relationship for a short period of time until he started drinking. And uh -huh. I can tell you that he was not an aggressive like he was not an abusive man, uh, mm -hmm. but it was the most painful thing I've ever had to watch someone go through. Um, <sighs> being that addicted to alcohol and to be you know, the significant person in their life feeling like their mistress is alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. And and knowing that like his life has become so unstable because of it. And and all the reasons, right? Everybody has their own reasons when when they're an addict. Uh, right. and sometimes it's hurt, right. sometimes it's unresolved childhood hurt. It's sometimes honestly, Rose, I think it's connection, right? They don't really have a, a connection with themselves. And um it, it was very painful. So did you learn anything from that relationship in terms of the connection that you were looking for? Were you realizing anything about those connections that you were having? I think I, by four, right? Like if you can't learn a lesson in life, it keeps repeating itself until like, you know, the universe wants to teach you something. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> The universe has a way of really getting us the messages. Um, so I had no choice but to stand on my own two feet because I had to take care of my kids. And um, I had to learn how to speak up and use my voice and say, I'm not okay with this. This isn't going to work for me. Um, you know, like I had to be able to vocalize instead of hiding in it like I felt very much like a turtle you know and it's interesting yeah. because my father used to joke when I was little and call me Teresa Turtle um, <laughs> it was kind of funny you used to crawl into oh, your yeah, shell exactly and so <laughs> I would be so afraid of yeah. standing up for myself I could stand up for somebody else but never myself um so I had no choice and as I learned, as I took one step in front of the other, I, I was really like, it was really a good time for me because I got to, you know, I had to, well, it was good and bad, right? Like I had to sell my house. <laughs> I had to, yeah, you yes. know, move to oh. a smaller home in a neighborhood I didn't want to live in, but I felt like it was the right choice because it would enable me to have more flexibility. Um, yes, my family was close. Didn't, didn't matter to me, but I felt like for my children, it was better. And um, I, I think as I took those steps, you know, as the, as the years went by after that, and I learned how to be my own person, I knew that I didn't really need anybody. Or at least, you know, I had awakenings to the fact that I really didn't need anybody, you know? It's interesting that you, you say this, right? Because... It's like you found your, your true self. You found who Teresa really is and not the girl that is searching so hard for connections, good connections, but was finding the wrong ones and entering in relationships that weren't serving you. Um, ultimately, you came to a point in your life where it's like, like Oprah Winfrey once said, she says, sometimes we get that whisper in our ear. And then it gets louder and louder until we're basically hit on the brick on the head. Like, listen to me. Don't you understand <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> you know, it's like we, we go into this. We, we, are, we are, like you say, you know, we are, we are in this place where we are hidden. We are afraid to be ourselves because maybe being ourselves is, is not good enough. And so we, we find the people in our lives that probably internally feel the same way. So we don't grow. We don't grow. And you found yourself in a place where 
hello, now it's time for me to stand on my own and I have to grow. How did that feel for you? It was good. It was, it was good. <laughs> you know, like at the time you're not like thinking of it that way, but, but of course I remember feeling like, oh my God, like life is an empty canvas at this point and I can paint it to look however I want it to look. Oh, that's a beautiful illustration. I love that. It's it's an empty canvas, right? And you have to like start painting a new picture. Yeah. Nice. That is beautiful. And so as you continued, um, you moved out to mm-hmm. a smaller home uh, and then you started, uh, was that when you started um, the real no, estate? No, I had been, well, I had been doing real estate um, at that point. And, um, okay. It's interesting, you know, it's like, it's a, it's an interesting journey. I got involved in the leadership at the, the board of realtors. I got involved on, um, on the youth athletic association board. And I was on the board of a non different nonprofit and I was in a networking group and several years had gone by and I met my husband in a networking group my current husband and I usually joke and laugh and I go, yes, yes. I've been married three times. <laughs> you know? um, <laughs> it's so learning experiences that teach yeah. us until and we so, get it. So unfortunately for him, he was number three. Um, and which meant that I <laughs> put him through a long and tedious um, testing phase, if you will. <laughs> But it's so funny, right? Because here, all those years, I was so certain that a relationship was what I needed. I had to have a person. And then when we, he was the first person I let come to my house, right? Um, I had dated, I dated people, but it was always like kind of on the down low or incognito or we'd go out because I had kids. I didn't want them in my home. And um, so the first time he left something at my house like a pair of shoes or something I was so bothered because I was like this is my space oh my god I don't want him in here he's moving in (laughs) what's happening he's moving in what's going on here and so that was like right around the period of time that I got my broker license the real estate market had kind of um had kind of crapped out for a while there, you know, when the, um, the banking crash happened and, um, I had taken a part-time job because it was expensive driving around showing houses. And I kind of wanted to have some stability, at least knowing some consistent income coming in because I wasn't really getting, you know, with my, I wasn't getting much at all from my first husband and my second husband was in prison. So I wasn't getting anything. And um, I got my broker license and I started managing for the company I worked for at the time. And when I was there, I had someone from Tony Robbins come sell tickets and kind of do like a pre pre sell event at the office for my agent. And I remember they were like, Oh, it's going to be $695 for this level of ticket. And I thought, Oh my God, I never paid for personal development ever. And, um, but I knew as a leading them that I, my philosophy was I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I won't do. And so as much as I was telling them to go out and prospect and work, I was doing the same thing and I was putting my name up on the board with them, you know, and I would train them that way where if they came in, I would bring them with me. I would say, why don't you come with me? You can, you can try it. You can, shadow me or let's work on this together and um it was a very collaborative environment and so when they were selling tickets i was like oh my god i can do i'm gonna <laughs> taking a chance you're taking a, such something. a huge chance yeah you know right. in my reality yeah in my reality that just wasn't a thing and so i went wow i still haven't gone TTP, I still haven't gone. I'm looking forward to going hopefully this year. But yeah, I, ha- I still haven't gone yet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, that changed the trajectory of my life. It definitely, uh, I'll tell you, this Did you much. I, I remember <laughs> oh my God. walking on fire, which was 
fabulous. And oh my god! I, it felt like cool moss. Incredible, when you go, you'll know why. And um, I remember calling my husband at the time we weren't married, but I remember calling him and saying, "Listen, I know it's like one in the morning, and it's late. Um, I just want to let you know that like I'm gonna sign up for coaching, and it's a good amount of money." I'm like, I'm not asking for your permission, but I'm asking you to like support me. <laughs> and yeah, right. Like I was giving him like, like it was his choice. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, because I still hadn't learned that yet. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, that's yeah. a lot of money. But if you feel like you need to, I was like, I have to look at that. And, that was um, amazing. And you learned something, right, about yourself in that moment when yeah, you were like yeah. telling him you weren't asking because, again, the, the, the whole pattern thing about just relying on someone else instead of standing on your two feet, not to say, you know, he's your partner, you want the support, but the whole thing about yourself, about who you are in that moment and what you wanted, what you needed in your life in that moment that changed everything. Did it change everything for you? Like that it changed everything. And, oh, and, absolutely. and you know, like I, it changed everything and yet I'm still learning. Right. Like, um, I recognize that uh, I had patterns of giving my power away. Oh, wow. I would give my choices and my power to other people. And it's because I was afraid to step into my own I was afraid to step into my own power because why? I don't know. Maybe I'd make a mistake or maybe I felt like I didn't know enough. Someone must know more or, you know, someone must know better right, than me. Right. And, and I am, and I'm assuming, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's why you gave your next husband such a hard time because you were like, I am not making this mistake again. I, I am yeah. going to make sure that, that I am stepping into something that I'm sure about because I've already done this two times and it's been, it's been a learning experience, but you, you were again going to your pattern, but then you're like, wait, hold on. I have to step into my, into me, into who I am. So yeah. And, and that, and, and, and you know, it's funny where yes. is what we were talking about before about like climbing the mountain. Right. Um, and that was a pivotal point in my life. Um, right. when I was single and, you know, a single parent having to make relationship choices because there were other options, right? There was a, well, I'll give you an example. There was another relationship that I had been seeing someone and right. there was like an emotional energetic transference, right? There was definitely like feeling like right. that would have been a choice that I would have made in the past. And I didn't want to make that choice. Right. Even right. though some of those feelings were similar. And I had to, I had to like really mentally talk myself through saying, this is not right for you. This is not, you know, like this is not, this is the same as what you've had before. And it took me, it took me like, I don't know the length of time it took me because it was a while ago, but. I do remember physically feeling like moments of saying, no, one arm up on the mountain, right? I'm not going to go that direction and I'm going to pull myself up to that. And maybe yeah. if a day or two would go by and I'd have like a flash of emotion or something and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I had to visualize that, you know, in order to make sense of what I, I knew I needed to do. And don't you think that was a huge distinction from where you were to what was happening? Yeah. So. Thousands. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting now. I mean, um, it's really sad, actually. You know, he's passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if I made a different choice, you know, what would my life look like? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it's so important and, you know, to really when we live in the present moment it's one of the things that i talk about is that when we live in the present moment we are we are consciously thinking of our thoughts we're managing them 
We're looking at what we're doing in the moment and say, whoa, and we catch ourselves. You were catching yourself saying, wait, I'm going into these emotions. I'm not doing that again. So you literally were starting to live in the present moment of what you were doing and the emotions that would take you backwards um, to the the pattern. Because we develop these patterns in our brain that they continue unless we start to deprogram those patterns and and like step back from it and say hey wait a minute i'm not repeating the same mistakes again in my life this is not happening mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not happening right. to me anymore <laughs> you know so you were doing yeah. that how does that make you feel um well it gives me i'm happy yeah you know i have peace beautiful like like my you know my house is peaceful yeah. And my relationship is peaceful most of the time. <laughs> well, nothing's perfect. You know that. Oh, you know. <laughs> Nothing is perfect. As long as, as, long as he behaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that nobody, no, nothing in this world is perfect. Neither are we. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to do some stupid shit sometimes. You know what I mean? We're going to like yeah. step back from the, you know, forget to step back from the wall and like analyze things. And we're just going to do some dumb shit. But the point is that we get back to the present moment and start saying, you know, when we get those thoughts, I mean, it all happens to all of us. I mean, how many times, right? I have to pause and say, why are you going in that direction? You know, Um, stop. Like, you know better than that. So yeah, we have to consciously be checking ourselves and constantly, you know, start, you know, go to a place where we know that we are improving, doing better, exponentially growing and that's what we're doing and just an example of that what happened when we went to lbi like yeah talk about that, that for a second because i i want my my audience to hear about this <laughs> that was such a um special weekend yeah. um so rose and i went into the ocean together <laughs> i want i want you to tell that story because it was hilarious <laughs> oh my goodness well first of all what's the the during the day when we went in, it was so funny because all these people were on the beach and they were surfing. Yeah. And I, I was like, all right, I am not agile. <laughs> you know, I'm not like that coordinated. And I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to have to do this like pop-up technique. The water, first of all, was crazy. Like there was a tropical storm. Yes, yes. And so I'm like, these are crazy waves. Even the surfers are not really surfing. They're just getting knocked yeah. off the board. <laughs> and so I'm like, I just think, you know, my knee's a little tweaked. And <laughs> I think it's probably a good choice for me to, to pause on that. And I'm just going to go in the water. And that was when I ran into you. And you were standing there going, I want to go in the water. And so our friend, uh, Joe Hagen, was like, oh, I'll watch Ro- Rose. I'll got- I got your dog. You go with Teresa. And so here's Rose. It's like, what? How tall are you? Five yes. foot? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like five, two and three quarters. And um, we go in the water and we're like, oh, this is so nice. Okay, a wave. Wow, this is fun. And then all of a sudden the sand would be gone. And both of us would be like underwater. Getting pummeled. We'd be like, no, no, no. Well, we're too short. We got to find, we got to find bottom. Yeah, we got to find bottom. Where is it? I lost it. So we were just like, and then you're like, oh, and you say, oh, you want to get out now? I'm like, not yet. Let's do this again. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to kill this woman. Oh, no, I got Joe was said he was dying watching his laughing hysterically. <laughs> yes, he was. He was enjoying that very much. And, you know, but it was a lot of fun. And, and even when we went to um, at the at night when we were doing, you know, pitching, you know, um, get, you know, distorting and deleting the fear, um, you know, getting past it. How, how cold was it that night? Like it was cold. It was cold. It was like 48 degrees outside, windy, <laughs> and the ocean was crazy, and it's pitch black. And Sean's like, okay, all 50 of us are going to line up it's and like, go into the ocean together. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay, I'm blind, but the whole water thing is getting me crazy. Like, that ocean's going <laughs> to swallow me up because I'm so tiny, it's going to throw me everywhere. But I was like, we're doing this. We're, we're, we're going to be destroying that fear and just getting into our, you know, into our bodies and, and just 
taking that huge risk, which in life we have to do sometimes taking huge, huge risks. And that huge wave to me represented that huge risks that sometimes we're so terrified to take. What about you? How was your experience? Yeah, 100%. You know what else? Oh, so amazing about that moment. Mm-hmm. And even though it sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Like if you're tell, we tell a story and we laugh, right? Because we lived it and somebody else might go, that's a little crazy. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I, going into the ocean when it was crazy like that is, is really symbolic of how life can be. Yes. And, really. um, I remember like I got, had my group and we were holding hands and, you know, Nick was leading us and he goes, okay, but that's it, go under. And we started to go under and the water just took up, took me and swirled me and I was ripped away from everyone. And I remember thinking, okay, water's up my nose and out my ears and I don't (laughs) swallow. Just don't swallow and just go with it. Because I remember Sean saying, the reason that people drown. Yes, I remember <laughs> that. They, yeah. they fight it. And normally what happens is the water takes you and pushes you out up onto the, you know, up to the beach. Yes. So I thought, okay, just go with it because the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get pushed up to the beach. And, and I have a group of people and someone will come get me. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, you know, because in life, no matter how we feel at times, we're really never alone. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and that, that was so powerful for oh, me. Wow. I still like feel that. Right? Yeah. I feel that I too. Know, like, I feel, I feel like all 50 of us right? yes. feel like we're not alone. No. If nothing else, we have each other. We have each other. Absolutely. And that was like with me, I went under, I was with Stacy and we were a two woman team. Um, so we were, we, she never let me go. She never let me go. We both went under, we both were pummeled, right? And I felt so powerful in that moment in the sense that I just knew that I was not alone either. And that this huge wave represented sometimes when we create these huge fear, uh, moments of fear where we're afraid to make that business call or we're afraid to, you know, get into that business, um, relationship because we think all these kinds of things. And sometimes we just got to let go and feel and just go with the flow and not be afraid. So that's like, that was a big lesson for me in that sense. And and like you said, we're not alone. We have each other. Mm. We're not going to be alone. And no matter what happens, um, I remember this movie that I watched. I don't know if you ever watched this movie called Jane Eyre. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite movies because it's a, it's, it's a big lessons in that movie. But w- the girl told Jane when she was angry and upset and, and just mad because of what they did to, to her friend, you know, which she was the one talking. And she goes, no matter what happens, you will always, you will never be alone in the world. You will always have friends. And that was like, holy shit, that was good. <laughs> you know, so I just, you know, my own self and other people I know, that's like a common fear where it boils down to being afraid of being alone, yeah. right? Or being afraid that your decisions are not going to hold up and that um, it's going to leave you alone or you're not adequate enough. And when you realize and really like, sit with that for a minute you know like I I actually started because I sell real estate yeah and because that's a a highly emotional time for people absolutely um typically and it can be um full of anxiety for some people and realizing like after having that experience, I'm able to recognize that in my clients and like really lean into that and remind them that, you know, you're not alone. Like I know that you're having anxiety about a transition, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Right? Um, so that was like, I, I feel like a real gift that, that weekend. And that feels so good, doesn't it? To, to know that, to that to like really that's that's so heart-centered because you I could feel that and 
it's true, you know, and a lot of people fear being alone and not having someone by them or they think they're not enough. They think that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not smart like them. I'm not, you know, gifted like them. I don't have that ability like them. So there, you know, there's a lot of reasons, you know, and if somebody has a challenge, a physical challenge, they're like, I'm not good enough for this group. Who am I? You know, and, and, and that could be so taking away from all the possibilities that we could otherwise have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you like boil it down to the humanity of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I know that like for me, that's why in my heart, I know that I wanna I want to be a beacon of light for other women to be able to stop giving their power away. And that's yeah. what I was going to ask you next. And I'm so glad you touched that subject because that was going to be my next question. What, what is it that you want to do um, that touches your heart so much about women? I want to hear about that. I think that it's been on my heart for a while that we need to really be kinder to one another and to ourselves and that we need to take time to be together in a supportive fashion because we tend to take the weight of the world on our shoulders you know yeah. like I, I can speak for myself absolutely you know absolutely. that i'm like forget it i'll do it i got, I got it. it i got it don't worry about it and i just keep taking more and taking yeah. more and taking more and then before you know it you've got like this burden that you're carrying around and we don't take enough time to give ourselves love and self-care and to be a tribe for each other absolutely it's so you know true. so i'd love to facilitate that you know yeah. like i think that we really need to remember that we are a secret sisterhood oh my goodness and that, yes and that no matter who you know no matter what walk of life or what station in life someone is in they still have the same struggles they may not look exactly the same, but they still have that self-doubt and those moments of needing to feel like they have support in a tribe. Absolutely. And sometimes, um, in my experience, I have met with a lot of women who feel that, you know, um, there has to be competition. There has to be, you know, um, I, I, I can do better than you. And not to say that, that all women are like that, because I know a lot of beautiful, amazing, powerful women who are not like that. But I have come in contact with some who are, and sometimes I know that could come from insecurity. And sometimes mm -hmm. these, these ways of being is to do that, to make someone else feel less than or inferior, comes from insecurity about... Uh, um, the woman feeling inferior and insecure mm -hmm. and it's not about that right it's really not about that it's about uniting like you said you said it so beautifully a secret sisterhood a secret mm -hmm. sisterhood that we're all here to help each other love each other and and when we're going through these struggles or these situations that are hard on us because there's so much responsibilities that we have as women you know, we're mothers, we're caretakers, we're, you know, we work, we, some, some of us have our own businesses and we have to take care of so many things, our husbands, you know, us who have them. Um, and so it can be a lot. And sometimes women do need that support system to feel supported. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful that you, um, want to do something like that and and you're trying to figure that out now right is that what you're trying to do yeah, I see I am I am I'm, I've got some things rolling around in my head that will unfold themselves probably in the next 30 days oh that is exciting that is exciting I I'm can't wait to see what you're gonna come up with I know it's gonna be beautiful and amazing so you know you're 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 doing so many great things in the world and that is awesome and I'm so happy that you were able to come here to to share that on my podcast and with my viewers and thank you thank you so much Teresa for that yeah and I'm so honored Rose I really like from my heart I um I feel like what you're doing is special thank you and I'm honored to be 
allowed to be a part of it for a short moment. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Teresa. And I'm so happy and proud that you were able to come on my podcast. And let me tell you, I love hearing and I loved hearing your powerful stories. They touched my heart and I know that they're going to help so much the people that are listening to the podcast and that are probably and maybe having similar situation in their life, especially women that that feel that they, you know, they, they give their power away when they have so much inside of themselves. And you you pointed that out so beautifully today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rose. Yes. So thank you everyone for being on my podcast today. If you have any comments to share, please do share them. I am so excited to, to know your thoughts on what you've heard today. And if you can share it with anyone that you know that can benefit from the beautiful words that Teresa spoke today, please do share it because this is what it's all about is helping others to learn how to live their true essence and to know that they can step into their greatness. So thank you for being here today. Love you all. Have a blessed day. You can reach Teresa Trigges-Fepperell through her office at Keller Williams by calling 908-751-7750. You can also email her at trigus at gmail.com. That's T-T-R-I-G-A-S at gmail.com. Connect with her on LinkedIn by going to LinkedIn in.com slash in slash Teresa dash Trigus T-R-I-G-A-S dash Pfefferl P-F-E-F-F-E-R-L-E dash 35A0887. You can visit her website by going to ilove100.com. That's I love hundreden H-U-N-T-E-R-D-O-N.com. Keller Williams Real Estate is located at 6 Route 173 West, Clinton, New Jersey, 08809. From home stagers and photographers to home inspectors and attorneys to provide the best service for her clients, Teresa Trigus uses an integrative approach to sales. Keller Williams is number one in real estate because you and your values come first. There are things about you that make you the perfect and unique salesperson for the audience that you're talking to. Because you can't sell as someone else. That old thing about how you fake it till you make it, it's not true. Faking it never got us anywhere. It was authenticity, it was owning our story, it was being who we were made to be. That's what got us to the next level. Within every leader, every business, every sales force, every single individual, there is a history, a path that led you to where you are today. There is a psychology in your past that dictates your present. What if life isn't happening to you? What if life is happening for you? I have the best job because I get to teach every audience that I speak with the power of embracing your past. See, most people wanna run away from the hard things that have happened in their lives, and I get it. But you have to decide right now, are you gonna be a victim of your past or are you gonna be a warrior? And the only way to truly recognize your potential is to acknowledge the things that you've walked through and allow them to give you strength as you move into the future. Maybe you were given this mountain to show other people that it can be moved. The warriors who have walked through hard times, that is how the rest of us know that we can get somewhere. You can look at your past and see a line of mistakes, see only the hard things that life threw your way, or you can recognize all of the times that you overcame adversity, that you pushed through the hard stuff, that you got it done. If you just embrace your story instead of deny it, the exponential growth for your leadership team and your company are unbelievable. Talk about the truth. When you are authentically yourself, you give permission to other people to do the same thing. 
It's probably also worth telling you that I am not your typical keynote speaker. I do not stand quietly on stage. I have no idea how to be demure. I wanna pump up your audience. I wanna love on them and encourage them, but I also wanna kick their butt. I wanna challenge the things that they've come to accept about themselves and what they can achieve in the future. Nobody gets to tell you how big your dreams can be. Whoever the audience is, an entire sales force or your company party or an audience full of women who wanna change their lives, this is the truth. Whatever they think they can do, I think they're capable of more. And I wanna encourage them in that space. I wanna show them how and I wanna give them the tools to get to the next step. It's like Dorothy and the Ruby Slippers, you have always had the power to change your life. I'm Rachel Hollis, a speaker, author, and CEO. And at one point in my life, I was sitting exactly where you are now, wondering how to get to the next step and not sure what the tools were. Own your past, own your future. I'm gonna show you how. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and will join me next time where I will share more content and bring more amazing guests to help you on your personal journey to transformation. Please share with anyone you want to support that can benefit from what you heard and experienced on today's podcast. If you want to know about how to unlock more secrets to creating positive change in your life, check out my book, Live Your True Essence, Learn 12 Secrets That Will Empower Your Mind, Balance Your Body, and Enlighten Your Spirit. Available on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Plus, do you want to nourish your mind, body, and soul? Then hop on over to mariposaessence.com, my online shop, where you will find holistic products to help support your beauty and wellness needs. And don't forget to subscribe to my email by going to rosesantiago.com and receive a free copy of my recipe book, Organic and Natural Recipes for Your Personal Pleasure. You will also be the first to get in on what I'm up to and more juicy scoops I will bring to you to keep you hungry for more because I believe in you. Tune in on your new favorite dial, the Live Your True Essence podcast and set your timer for upcoming episodes you don't want to miss. This is your fun-loving host, Rose Santiago, signing off. Until next time, be authentic and love yourself first. Adios for now. Thank you.